podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Welcome to the Five Year Plan Podcast. Pod two thirty. Oh, no, it's more than that, isn't it? Yeah, no, no, uh, no, two thirty. Wow, it was two two nine last week. Well, it wasn't two two nine. It was two two eight, and then we we didn't pod for a week. So we jumped from 228 to two thirty because there was the logic there. There's no logic. There was a couple of extra pods in the middle. And oh, they no. have numbers as well. I don't. This, I two, two, really this thought, is two two nine. Then this. Part. I haven't thought about the numbering because otherwise, in years to come, archaeologists will just get confused <laughs> when they're researching all this. Because uh, they're bound to. We'll call it whatever we want. Uh, let's start off then um, by Ooh. apologising for not being on last week. Um, but then we had lost one 0 at Newcastle, and I don't and think anyone at Bristol City. Either. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Shh, don't, don't want to talk about that. Uh, so, but we are back now, and, and we're all drunk most of the week <laughs> for <laughs> well, various reasons. By we. I mean, we. <laughs> uh, we are sponsored by Vector Printing for your printing embroidery needs. Go to vector.co.uk. It's Vector with Okay. Okay. I met Christian Vector in the Porsons. Yeah, we well, all did. Oh, yeah. yeah. Very He's nice a very chap. nice guy, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. he is, yeah. Well, well, he lovely. doesn't spell his name with a K, though. And JCIS, the Global Research and Brand Consultancy from South London. Visit jc-is.com. I will. I, oh, will. I will. I will. I will, and so will oh. Andy. Oh, that was awkward. It doesn't matter. It's fine. It's it's spontaneous. I got it's natural. It's real. It's real. Um, <laughs> first of all, before we start the pod, a bit of pod admin at the at the top of the pod. Oh. Um, first, all right, Freddie. <laughs> getting excited. Um, he wants to know why he's not been introduced. He he also wants to know why he's why he's not. Why he, he also wants to know why his dad's not been introduced. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or the man who's house yeah, right. or James Endicott. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, I feel like everyone, you know, everyone can tell from our voices now who we are, can't they? We're we're, not, well, unless well, I've never heard the pod before. Unless I've never heard it before. Okay, unless so James Endicott. Hello. <laughs> Kevin Day. No one needs an introduction. <laughs> Hello. Uh, Andy Street. Uh, hi. Freddie Street. Uh, he, well, he already did a little squeak, oh, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> and you are? James, James, Jim Daly, Jim, Jim well, whatever, Daly. whatever you want to call me, it's fine. Um, guys, so four grown men just confused because there's a baby and it's just ludicrous. <laughs> such a... Can we start off by sending our best wishes to Palace fan Steve Ware, who um, suffered a heart attack on Saturday at the oh, game oh, and um, was swiftly uh, seen to by the St. John's Ambulance. He's currently recovering from a triple heart bypass at King's College and is in a stable condition. Um, so his family have asked us just to say a thank you to the St. John's Ambulance for their swift well response. Of course, And absolutely. I'm sure all our listeners will pass on their best Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And that's also, as a ex-London Ambulance Service uh, employee, that's also why there's always an ambulance at the ground as well. There you go. Yeah. So yeah. the St. John's would have got to him first and then the LAS and then said, well done, everybody. Yeah. yeah. Almost, almost best place to 
No. No, no. Okay. Let's no. not go there. Okay. Just in case Steve's listening, basically. Yeah, fair point. Um, that, that'll buck him up. Oh, I was in the right place after all. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> but anyway, my point was, you know, thank you to the to St. John's Ambulance. Right, can I just ask something? Don't let him talk at my wake. Oh, okay. Because he'll just come up with, well, if, if, he'd, have, if he'd have had this at Soas Park, he yeah. might still be here. Yeah. Thanks, JD. He came from a place of love. <laughs> and, and then he would inevitably say it's what he would have wanted. <laughs> literally. Um, it's literally typical. what he would have wanted. Well, let's literally read out the prize winners from the donations. We asked people to, Ooh, to donate yeah. for our charity oh, yes. awards yeah. foundation. Oh. And... Uh, do you want to hear who's who's won? Yes, yes I do. Of course. I know you do. I can tell. I, from I, your I face. really hope. I I'm hope. I've, I hope I've won the prize to be on the pod. <sighs> well, you'll find out. I, I think it's a really elaborate way to get rid of me, frankly. So um, there was four categories. The first one was if you donated a fiver, you got instant to draw for a free subscription to the fanzine. Ooh. And the winner is, and this was drawn at random this morning by uh, with the help which of which machine? It was by me with the help of Andy and Rob. Oh. The winner, he numbered them and then asked us to pick a number. Oh. Yeah. Oh, okay. And this one, I believe, picked by Andy Street, is Sophie Stora. Oh, oh hi, well Sophie. Done, Sophie. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations to Sophie. Um, is that Sophie from the Porson's Arms? The very same. Oh, yes, well. Yeah. Wow. The second prize, which was £10 donation to get some free FYP merch, goes mm. to Dave Morley. Dave Morley. Dave well done, Morley. Dave. The man who invented Morley's. Yeah. <laughs> who knows? Maybe. Chicken um, shot man. Unfortunately, Dave didn't leave an email address when oh. he just got put on so his I shop. Don't know how I'm going to get to him. I'll try a few stores of Morley's. If not, I might have to go to someone else. But I'll, I'll get hold of him somehow. Yeah, he okay. may possibly listen to the pod. If you're listening, Dave, get in contact yeah. and we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll sort him you out. Donated after. <laughs> Dave, be quiet. <laughs> Third prize he, he, that's was a sarcastic baby in it. <laughs> well, he's got a sarcastic dad. Yeah, what you Third prize was twenty-five quid, which is to be entered into a draw to go on the. FYP pod extra after a game oh. at Sellers oh. or an away game, I guess. Which, I, which I, I've never been invited to. Like Maybe, but we and still donated £25. We might yeah. get asked on it. Well, I mean, I asked. Well, anyway. um, the winner yeah. is, and I don't know if this is going to happen or not, but I hope it does. The winner is Mark Kitkat. Really? <laughs> no yeah. way. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. Picked out at random. <laughs> Picked out at random. Oh, um, now, well, you know, he's actually going to be at the uh, Everton game. Oh, fantastic. Mark is coming over for the Everton game, That's so he can do it timing, then. Because Mark, can do of course, then. lives in Spain, doesn't he? Yeah, Mark, so. Mark lives in Spain. I in, feel uh, like Madrid. I've asked this before, but is, is that his... It's his real name, yeah. Mark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With a K. <laughs> is, that his, is that a stage name, Kit Kat? No, it's his real name. Oh, okay. I'm trying to think of a joke, but there isn't a joke. It's got something to do with the Kit Kat Club. Oh. Yeah, it's, it's a very long story. Well, sure Mark Kit Kat Club? It's a very famous club of sort of gentlemen. My, that was uh, in, my granddad was the pastry so chef at Kit Kat Club in the 30s. That sounds like a start to a joke as well. No, no, he was. He was the Kit Kat Club was a very famous kind of mm. jazz uh, in the 20s and 30s. It was like where... But, but, no, but this is something different. Yeah, this was... Oh, okay. No, this is something different. This is sort of, oh, that yeah, Kit Kat yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Anyway... The, the, the top prize, which was 50 quid, to come on the full pod and be here in this room wow. with us on this pod. Well done, Freddie. Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> all, all his pocket money. I can't believe I had to pay 50 quid, to be honest. <laughs> um, in similar theme to Mark Kitkat, it's also gone to uh, someone, well, two people who live abroad. Oh, really? Yeah, it's gone to Martin and... Megan, 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 Megan. Uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Who live in Australia? <laughs> oh, it might be Megan. Then. Oh no. Um, who we did meet at the pre FA Cup drinks before right, last okay. match. Pretty elaborate ploy not to let any competition <laughs> win us onto the normal podcast. So um, I don't know how often they come. They come back. They, they are they very, very nice. Skype. We'd love we to have Skype. them on the pod. Are you paying their airfare? 
I don't think the budget for FYP stretches that far. Uh. But Martin and Megan, Megan, Megan. I apologise. Um, if you are back in the UK at any point, let us know, and we'll love to have you on the pod. Um, wow. So those are our winners. Brilliant. Well done, everyone. So there you go. And thanks to everyone for donating because we raised we raised as a pod two thousand three hundred I think. Doesn't wow. matter what we raised, is it? And overall, it was what sixty thousand pounds. Sixty thousand, yeah. which is incredible. So thank you to everyone. Right, Palace talk. Um, so <laughs> that's, that's beginning to wonder. There's been a few uh, games since our last pod. Obviously, yeah. Newcastle, Bristol City. Yeah, but let's just talk about yeah, yeah. the most recent one because that seems to make sense. Which was home to West Ham, uh, a two-all draw. The latest goal, well, I think I've seen at Selhurst potentially, and and probably the most enjoyable because all the extra time that was put on to allow Wilf to score was from West Ham players uh, winding around. down the clock. Yeah, which yeah. Was great. But my question to you, Kevin, after that is, given his impact on Saturday, his impact when he came back against Chelsea, the fact that he is our talisman, is Wilf potentially our best player ever? Or on his way to that? Ever? Yeah. Oh, I wasn't expecting that question. Um... Oh, he could well be on his way to it, yes. Uh, it's a question you probably need to come back and ask in a couple of seasons' time, but it's... He's done so much for us already. I mean, he could be oh, in yeah, that, he's always, that he's, bracket he, already. He, he, he will be in any list of top 10 Palace players yeah. in years to come. He's going to be high in, high, high in there, of course he is, mm-hmm. but he's not He's not quite Ian Wright yet. But yeah, but considering the circumstances in which he came back and his passion and his energy and the circumstances of his goal and, and you know, the crass songs that were being sung to him by West Ham fans. Yeah. Uh, which he rammed down their throats, which, which absolutely, was wonderful. Yeah. Which, again, because that was one of the time-wasted instances when Fernandes pretended that he'd been elbowed in the face by Zaha. Yeah. Their time-wasting was Appalling. Just, so, just so badly done as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so obvious. It's fun. Well, they, I mean, speaking of time-wasting... Joe Hart and Slavan Bilic both publicly slammed Antonio at the end for, for not time-wasting, for taking it to the corner and then crossing. Well, that's, yes, but there was 30, less than 30 seconds. That 30 seconds to go, he should have gone to the corner. It was ridiculous. But that's different. That's winding down yeah, the clock, yeah, rather. Yeah. But also, as, as Chris Kamara pointed out on Sunday morning, when he heard about it, he assumed that the ball had gone straight into Julian's arms, who'd then punted it mm. straight onto Zaha's head. But it was 35 seconds later. It was yeah. six West Ham players that could have affected yeah, yeah. the goal. So he was naive, but in a way, it was kind of refreshing to see a West Ham player do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Basically, because it's. But I'm um, still because. But Bobby Madley's such a poor ref. I still half expected him to find a reason to add two more minutes. To he had a make shocking it. game. That he was yeah, terrible. He's, He's one he, of those referees who manages to turn a non-contentious game very, yeah. very feisty just by virtue of winding up both sides. And yeah. he did it time and time again on on Saturday. Just seemed to give so many 50-50 decisions sort of the wrong way, yeah. frankly. Yeah. And there wouldn't be a 50-50 decision no, if you went the wrong way, would they? could go one way or the yeah. other, frankly. Now, but he, he, I suppose that uh, phrase, game management, he seems particularly bad at it in terms of... Well, he's fast uh, becoming the new Clattenburg, but it's the way... It's that stupid grin he's got. I mean, I don't know. I'd love to ask the players what he's saying to them, but he's, he gives he, decisions wrong and then he marches towards the <coughs> vague area where the decision was. Yeah. And with that strange... You know, the, the Wolf penalty in the first half he was nowhere near it hmm. he was 50 yards away from that his positioning for that you was, think that was a I thought it was close as close well, definitely to a penalty contact, wasn't yeah, it? Definitely Will said contact. after the end he said there was that madly told him there was contact yeah. but I, but I mean, it's it's good, but not enough contact which it, it, frankly you start questioning well, where, uh, what, at what point does it become well, sufficient it's, it's, contact? It's getting to the stage as well where the penalty we got, if that had been Wilf, you suspect we wouldn't have got that. Yeah. It Absolutely. wouldn't have been a penalty. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. 
And basically, if you're going to have a go at Antonio, have a go at the, that defender because there's no need for him to make that. Oh, Bonner, I think. Uh, it was, yeah, there's no need for him to make that. Yeah. But the, the, it felt to me that second half, because the first half was poor, two poor teams, to be fair. Mm. But it felt to me the second half like the Bournemouth game the season before, where yeah. we really, really deserved to get something out of it. And if we hadn't, it would have felt mm. terribly yeah. deflating. Mm. But it had the sense of, it did feel like a win and it had the sense of something that could, again, give some impetus to the season. So, two home games now that we haven't lost two goals in each yeah. both against London teams where we've not always done well in the past so. yeah. and we did without knowing what Roy had actually changed in the second half we did look well, it, was still, was, it was still a bit ponderous I mean it didn't have the speed of passing that it had against Chelsea no, we would have better team. that fight didn't it yeah, yeah, James that was my yeah. next question yeah. was that does Roy deserve a little bit of praise because he did he chucked on Sacco when he realised that obviously having Will Fernandros as sort of two false nines wasn't was working. Yeah. Yeah. Chucked on a big man up top. He moved off the cheek into the centre. And in the second half, we had the most shots that any team had at the weekend. In fact, we did overall anyway. Does he deserve a little, doesn't get a lot of praise for stuff like that, but maybe. I think, I think maybe, I think he's, you know, I think any manager that changes tactics halfway through a game has got to be given some credit because we'd spent years under Alan Potter, long time under Pardew, never changed tactics yeah. at all. So it's good to say, I thought the good thing about Sacco is really. Pushing, it was really getting involved. It was mm-hmm. causing a nuisance. He's 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 a big lad, so it's just it was just annoying the defenders, you mm-hmm. know, pushing, barging. And I thought, yeah, I thought he did a really good job. And I thought, I just think, I think coming out of the second half, it was. I don't know what Roy said to them, but I think I imagine those players just looked at themselves and went, "What the heck are we doing here? Mm, yeah. What the, this team are? I mean, that team, West Ham, were one of the worst teams I've seen down Salas apart for a long time. Yeah. And I, if I'd be surprised, the players just didn't look at themselves and just say, "We just got because those first five ten minutes of the second half were just like electric, you yeah. know? Yeah, they just went at them, mm. which is great because we." got the goal hmm. and I, I there was a point on the middle of the second half where I thought we were losing a bit of momentum but you know we got it back again obviously but I, I whatever Roy said Roy was obviously in there and whether he whether the players said something to themselves or whether he let them you know, whatever, I don't know but something happened hmm. and I I tend to think with the players looking hmm. at themselves going we were terrible what the heck are we doing well Kabaya started getting quite niggly in the second half as well yeah. he was obviously upset with I thought what was good about the Sacco things because he hugged the touchline so much it kind of dragged West Ham defenders over that way yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. which gave more space in the middle and Loftus-Cheek as uh, James said stepped forward a little bit yeah. watching I accidentally caught the end of the Burnley game uh, but unlucky st- I know but they started talking <laughs> Terrible, about the, they started talking about the rest of the weekend uh, Gary Neville said West Ham made him physically sick <laughs> really? yeah Carragher said it just, just analysing the, the defending for both goals and also the fact that Wilford had that shot about five minutes before that Hart had made a really good save yeah. almost exactly the same position yeah. Yeah. and he was just looking at the three he said you'd arguably West Ham fans would say it's great there's three of our players in their box mm. with five seconds to go yeah. but they all stayed there none of them chased back yeah. Yeah. one of them had his hands on his hips the other one was remonstrating going where was the cross and he said, and he, his analysis was really interesting and he said yeah, credit to Palace he said for their fight and yeah. it was a good goal because they didn't hoof it he said a lot of teams would have just, would have just hoofed got, it. gone to play it long and they played the percentages and mm probably guess that the referee wouldn't blow the whistle while Palace yeah. were on the attack which yeah. was does which that was make you in a way feel a bit more uh, at ease of the way things are going because we don't play as bad a football as West Ham there is a bit of fight in the team that we saw from Saturday we do play good stuff I know we're only on four points and it's a terrible stop but actually there's, there is so much promise there isn't there there's so much potential well, we can see the, it there, there is yeah there. I mean the, the, there is there is potential there we, we all know that it's just so frustrating walking away from that it did feel like a victory 
But yeah. then I, the, for me, after about an hour or so, it's just like that was just one point. Mm. That was that was us dropping two points. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know, yeah, you it know, was. it was because we should have beaten that team. We're yeah. better. Than, that first half was appalling. Yeah, the first it. half was absolutely appalling. And it's just however excited you were, and however, however high and joyous you were after getting the points and, and that goal, and it was euphoric and it was brilliant. I'm not putting it down. It's still, it was tainted for me a little bit by just like, why do we have to go through this? Yeah, why do we have why to go we, through we that? We always seem to be dragging half. ourselves back into it yeah. and chasing, don't we? I, I think if Goodbye Shot hadn't hit the post, we probably would have gone on to win that yeah, game. Of course, but yeah, of course, you know, well, we had nine yeah. shots on time target and hit the bar so I think you beat Twice. probably 12, 12 shots on target yeah. I thought it was well, 9 in, in, in the first it was, half it was no, 12 9, right, nine right. in the second half yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh sorry 9 in the second half nine 12 overall yeah. which was the most of any team this yeah. weekend plus hitting the post of course the post, yeah. which doesn't count which doesn't, doesn't, doesn't count as yeah. a shot on target so the they're twice, creating so. opportunities and we've not been playing that badly for some time now I think if you look at this season I've said it repeatedly you can take away the two Manchester games because frankly everyone's going to get absolutely pilloried up there and you can then look at the rest of the games and you look at it we were terrible first half against Swansea and we were terrible all game against Huddersfield but other than that at Burnley we somehow contrived to have 20 plus shots and, yeah. and lose uh, second half against Swansea very much came back into it uh, New, Newcastle were probably good for a point maybe maybe sort of a nil-nil is a fair result yeah. up there there have been plenty we should be to my mind based on the performances, four or five points better off. I know mm. that we're not, and it's frustrating, but if we were playing terribly and getting these results, yeah. but, you would but, go, there's no cause for that any would, form of optimism. That would still, if we had those four or five points, that would still keep us in the bottom three, yeah. wouldn't it? So, you know, it's like... We'd be, if we had four, it's eight points is third so, bottom, I think. Yeah. So. yeah, so there you are. Yeah. Well, we're still. Yeah. Oh, so, I mean, yeah, which is which is ridiculous. Yeah. Well, yeah how many how many other teams in the bottom half have played both Manchester teams away? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and Liverpool, Liverpool away yeah, yeah. and Chelsea and had Chelsea, and Chelsea at home. Yeah. Not many, you see. No, no, yeah. it's true. And we're still a point ahead of the Holloway season, our first season. We are. Yeah, yeah, no, we are. True. And in fact, in that season, the teams above us had more points as well, so there was a bigger gap yeah. to chase. Right. And I think that was our first second half goal for six months. Really? First time we've come back from behind for a long time as well. Yeah. yeah. I think the thing is we are I still think we'll stay up, but I I think it it'll probably go to, to the last couple of games. I think so, yeah. I mean Allardyce said on red some radio show that he said he thought the same thing and I think there's no point fooling ourselves that we'll suddenly yeah. win four and go mid table or end up fourteenth. But no. I still think I it, the important thing as we keep saying is that we're still in touch come yeah. December thirty first so we can bring Extra players in, yeah. That's and the important thing. And let's not forget that an injury to one or two players is going to scupper us because Absolutely, the squad yeah. is still, yeah. Which it did do to Ben Taken, you know. Was, yeah, we, which even, we've talked about. But even so, Ben, I think we've done better without him. To be perfectly honest. Yeah. Well, well yeah. I think yeah. We'll we just have to be more. We have to be more. Well, we're just more flexible, and there's more movement, and there's. Well, more I think. I, I think. I think having him in, in there dictates how you play. Yeah. Obviously, you know. So not having him in there, you, we can. Well, on that theme, then, we did have a question for part two, but I'm going to chuck it in now from okay, wow. The Idiot. Hi. <laughs> Hi there. Which one? Um, who says, where does Benteke fit into the team? Who drops out when he's back? Which is apparently in a couple of couple of weeks. I don't know. I mean, it's a tricky one, isn't oh, it? I, see, I don't know what Benteke's like in the in the dressing room or in training. I don't know what his agents. I don't know if he's the sort of player who would be expecting to walk straight back into the team or demanding it. I think he has to but, walk straight back into the team. I mean, you've got to look at it against Newcastle when you tried to go with that Townsend and Zaha and this kind of cuts across what I was saying previously but when you look at the sort of I don't know the wherewithal in front of goal the uh, sort of ability to put anything away 
and the fact that we did look a tiny bit light up top. It, it's it's scored four goals in three games without him. Yeah. Is it certain games I think it should be. Been my, my worry is that he's the only option. That if, when, well, if, he is, it, isn't he? Well, he's not. But he's my my worry is that he's fit. He comes back, and we revert to yeah. But Roy has shown he can be flexible without him. Yeah, that's what I hope. Yeah. I mean, of course he's a good player, and of course he's you want him there. Yeah, but you don't want him immediately coming back into the team and us going back to where we were. But is it because we've thought both of those so many times before that we need to prepare for, for different opposition. Yeah, and at home someone like Chelsea, yes, having two false nines, yeah, yeah, yeah. stretching it is great. But away at Newcastle, and it says, you, you need a big man, you know. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully Roy will change it up depending on who we're playing. And also I suspect against West Ham because they were so susceptible in the middle at the back. Yeah. He, he would have been a good option. But but it didn't really work until we brought Saka on. Yeah. And, and you looked at it, the, the sort of trying to stretch him with two advanced but slightly wide front players just just doesn't work yeah. without the sort of background similarly up at Newcastle mm. with a team that presses high in the way that Chelsea did to a certain extent and I think Spurs will on Sunday and now we'll probably get pumped 6-0 to, but, <laughs> to, to give the lie to that particular opinion but against some teams it, it might work I, I think there'll be plenty of teams just sort of bog standard Premier League teams where having been as the aerial outlet will be helpful oh cool yeah I'm not, I'm not saying we shouldn't use him I'm saying we shouldn't always use him mm-hmm. What I'm saying, and also hopefully Wickham. It's all about Wickham at the end of January is another option, but we yeah. still need yeah. well, we need, we, we need other strikers. We do. Yeah. I mean, I still th- I, I, I would that. be using yeah. Benteke more often than not. Well, uh, so my next question is: Given everything that's happened last few weeks, the result on Saturday, do we do we think that Roy is starting to sort of get into his rhythm now, get into his stride as Palace manager? Are you starting to see? What Roy is about as Gaffer? I think it's going to be hard until we until he's got players back like Benteke. Ben, ben you know, we, we we haven't got all our best players there, but I've, you know, he's there's always been some effect. There's, he's obviously done something that's maybe a little bit more stability at the club and within the, the team, and that there is that fight there. You know, so he, he's he's obviously made some difference, and you can't judge him yet because he hasn't got he hasn't got Big Ben and he hasn't got some of the other players around him. So. Well, that's, that's, why, I, that's why I thought that. That's why there were parallels to the Bournemouth game because there was all these rumours going around before the Bournemouth game that you know, Pardew's lost a dressing room or whatever that means. Yeah. But we came out in the second half and clearly he hadn't. Mm-hmm. And it's obviously the same with Hodgson. It would have been very easy for Palace to come out and just you know, do damage limitation, just accept their fate. Yeah. But whether it was him or whether it was you know, Kabaya, whoever it was, whoever but it they, was, they yeah. did come out and, they did, and he did make the change. Yeah. It, was oh, really, yeah. it was a really positive change as well. Uh, he seemed to know when the final whistle went this time, which was better than the Chelsea game when he had to be told. Really? <laughs> but I just think <laughs> I think it's it's too early because it's like I said right at the top, you couldn't really tell what he'd changed in the second half. Hmm. It's still pretty much the same, but just better basically. So without actually being in the dressing room, it's impossible hmm. to know. It's really hard. Whether it's a Hodgson yeah, effect or not. Yeah. Especially over the last few weeks, you got the you had the game against Chelsea then you had the Newcastle game then yeah. you had the Bristol game you had the game West Ham these are f- four or five totally different games it's yeah, just yeah. like whoa and everything's yeah, yeah. It's just like yeah. complete and you don't, know what Steven, you don't know what Stephen Reid's like inside the dressing room you don't yeah. know what so but yeah I mean I think Roy certainly deserves more credit than he was getting from me at half time on Saturday <laughs> <laughs> definitely but it does uh, it feels a bit to me like those uh, sort of seven or eight games in with Sam where you just you just started to feel like oh I saw so we'll see what he's getting at now. Yeah, I know yeah. what he's doing and I feel like we're sort of hanging in the right direction because there are so many sparks of potential, aren't there? And there's so many clues as to where this team can go. Well, it's funny, after the uh, Newcastle game, I had in mind that little stretch where 
uh, on the Sam after Bournemouth we were all like right oh great we t- uh, Bournemouth away yeah. when yeah. we won down there we were all like great we turn the corner this is done don't have to worry about it and then realised that there were going to be obvious look there were <laughs> <laughs> being upstage that there were going to be uh, sort of further speed bumps in the road and all that sort of stuff yeah. and immediately afterwards obviously losing away at Newcastle in, in the fashion that we did was quite a setback if we're honest about it especially at the stage of the game that, that we lost mm. but even with all that the, the team is starting to look a bit more organised they're starting to look a little bit more resilient and the one thing that we have to say about that West Ham game is that the sort of mental strength they demonstrated in coming back and just continuing to throw waves forward in, in late stages believing they could score we wouldn't have seen probably six weeks ago mm. well, he's, I mean, yeah. It, yeah. It, it, he's having a quicker impact than Sam did statistically yeah but it's still it's still that worry I mean the, the, the first goal was old timey Palace yeah and the second goal as soon as Luca lost it they were onto our back four yeah. so quickly so there's still areas of mm. Of concern, yeah, but these are the but, same areas of concern that yeah. we talk about all the time. First yeah, yeah. goal came from right back, yeah. And I know we've been saying that Wardy's been getting better, but yeah. again, it came from that. So it feels like it's the same issues that we that it's we know as fans, yeah. and yeah, we can see them. Yeah. Yeah. How easy it is to fix them, yeah, are different, obviously. Of course, it's yeah, of course but we have right. got um, you know, after Tottenham on Sunday, which is obviously going to be a difficult game, yeah, we've got yeah. A, a group of games where that are against teams that are kind of in and around us, so. yeah, yeah. And I, I, it, it looks to me like we're going to get harder to beat at Sellers Park, which is a big step in the right direction. Yeah, so that's too basically. exactly. It, it's been a long time since we had Fortress Sellers. Yeah, so and the atmosphere exactly. was was. Does it feel a bit like again. Fortress Sellers is, is back? Not back yet. Not but not yet. Yeah, but and also let's forget, you know, Mamadou wasn't playing on exactly. Saturday. Yeah. So again, it's another makeshift central. You know, and yeah. some of those, the West Ham fans who tweeted that nonsense about Tomkins. What about him really celebrating the goal? No, celebrating the goal, deliberately setting out to hurt West Ham players. Nah, but those West Ham fans at the first half were singing how much they love Tomkins. Yeah, he's one yeah. of our own. He's, he's one of our own, and it's just. Yeah, but you know, that's football fans, isn't it? They're, they're a fickle bunch, aren't they? Yeah, they do. Fickle bunch. Well, you um, can't blame them. They've had a bit of a you know a difficult time since winning the World Cup. That's yeah. true. <laughs> true. Yeah. Yeah. Bilic has surely got with the next manager sacked. You'd, but he's been he's, that's been, he's been in that situation for a year, isn't he? Yeah. It's constantly one game to go. I tell, I, I, this walking away from that game, you, that, there was a euphoria of getting a point, yeah. which I yeah. thought was a bit bonkers. But it, it felt like three, didn't it? it? Of course it felt like three, but imagine being a West Ham fan walking away yeah. from that game. You would be absolutely spitting, you'd be just spitting blood. Yeah. Yeah. You'd want you'd, you'd want Bilic, you know, I thought Noble's reaction was interesting because I, I, whatever you do as a captain you don't start abusing one of your own players no. at the final whistle at the final whistle yeah. which is what that was about yeah, that's why I was yeah. trying to keep him away from from Antonio, from Antonio. Antonio. oh right okay but I, just afterwards I just wondered whether he was playing up to the fans a little bit showing them how, pa- showing them how passionate he actually is you know, and also you, know, you, you can't blame yes it may have been a mistake yeah. by Antonio but as you rightly pointed out earlier on that was that whole West Ham team just fell apart and Joe, yeah and Joe Hart throwing him to the Wolves afterwards was unforgivable I mean mm, he doesn't know a professional he? not at all but you make a mistake because you wonder what the atmosphere is going to be like in training when Antonio yeah. walks in who's one of the better players yeah. who puts a shift in yeah. and suddenly he comes in he's watched the telly never all been I don't feel Blame like if that, was, if that was yeah. a Palace player doing that in the final so I don't think we'd, he'd get chucked under the bus in the same way mm, by a player so or I'd by expect, Roy you'd I'd expect d- them to be angry in the dressing room but I don't think he'd publicly, I, yeah, no, publicly I don't, say you, that you can't publicly say Julian like certainly wouldn't no no. no. okay um, let's wrap up part one there in part two we've got questions from our listeners oh thank Ooh. you listeners so join us in a bit 
welcome back to the Five Year Plan Podcast. Three. Pod two nine or two thirty, who knows? Uh, sponsored by Vector Printing for your print embroidery needs. Go to vector.co.uk. Is Vector with Okay. Yeah, and JCIS, the global research and brand consultancy from South London. Visit jc-is.com. Like Hazel O'Connor, I will. Who's Hazel O'Connor? Google it. Google it. Ask Jeeves. Breaking glass. Um, it wasn't, so that, it wasn't in, that long ago. In When was it? The 80s. The 80s. Early 80s. Quite a long time ago. That was, it was really quite a long while ago. No, it wasn't. It was in my lifetime. Moving on. Anyway, um, so uh, in part one, I forgot to mention that uh, Steve, the uh, Palestine we talked about, is from the Dubai Eagle Supporters Club. So, little shout out to the okay. Dubai Eagle Supporters Hello, Club. Hello, Dubai. And also, remember we had Jeff Thomas a few weeks ago on the post-match pod promoting the cure leukemia? No, it's the first time I've heard of it, actually. Yeah, I've, never, I've never done <laughs> post-match pod. brilliant. So. Um, of course he was. At the time, they are promoting a Donate Your Name shirt, where you can all the fans can get their name on a shirt... Uh, a cycling shirt, I believe, potentially, and um, the money will go to cure leukemia. Um, they've asked us to do a shout out to say that there's lots of places left still on the shirt. Mm. Um, and if you want to get involved, um, go to donateyourname.co.uk to do so. Um, so there you go. A okay. very worthy cause. Thank you. I think is, we've all done it, haven't we? I think yeah, we're, all, yeah, we're all yeah. on it. Is yeah, it an it. XXL cycling shirt? I think, <laughs> I think it'd be whatever you want it to be. Oh, really? Well, how, how does that work? <laughs> Doctor, well, Doctor I, Who? Yeah. <laughs> 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 you you get the shirt, don't you? You put your name on it, and yeah. everyone gets a copy of the shirt. Oh, oh a copy of the shirt, right? Okay. Yeah. Right. So I've got to buy a shirt that's got your name on it. Yeah. You've got shirts that have got his name on it. I need monogram and his face <laughs> embroidered by Vector true, yeah. with a K. Yeah. So if you want to get involved, go to donateyourname.co.uk. I will. And good. I will. And uh, please get involved. That's a very very worthy cause. <laughs> I will. Good. Um, questions will from our listeners. The first question Maybe. is from an Andy Gray. Oh, Andy, Andy Gray. Former Palace midfielder Andy Gray. And he simply oh, yeah. says, and I think it's probably for you, Kevin, he says, how was the tea? The tea was great. Oh, yeah. actually, yeah, that is, that is from Andy Gray then. Yeah, yeah. The, no, the tea was, was, brought, the tea was he, he, he a did. really nice tea. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Can we start getting from the start of that question? <laughs> 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 what are you taking off for? Shambles. Sorry. Oh. You are trouble. What happened? What's happening? That's it. Very long. Da, da, da. Oh. Okay. Here we go. Oh, cherry pink and apple yes. blossom wine. What's happened with it? You might have to have That's it. Too high? Okay, the first question is from an Andy Gray. <laughs> and Andy Gray. The, oh. oh, the Andy Gray. It is the Andy Gray. Wow. Oh. Oh. Hi, Andy. Andy Gray and recent pod guest. And he says, I think it's for you, Kevin. He says, how was the tea? Oh, the tea was great. Yeah? Yes, he, I, tea I, long, I, he? he did bought various types of tea that uh, his wife has been making. Wow. Yeah. Uh, inspired by his uncle, Earl, of course. <laughs> Very good. There you go. Very tea, good. Tea puns on the palace. Yeah, no, it's Very great. Good. I, I, I will be tweeting how good the tea was. Yeah, the tea was great. The breakfast one was fantastic, actually. We've had so many comments from people saying how, how much they enjoyed that pod. Good. And how good Andy was. So yeah, um, I wasn't on it, so there you go. Yeah, neither was I. <laughs> <laughs> Right, let's crack on with some more questions. And we've had quite a few on a similar theme, including from Dominic Donatana Antonio. Hi, Dominic. Oh, I apologise, I've probably got that very wrong. I think you obviously uh, did. And <laughs> Matt Mitchell. Hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Um, and Matt Duvois. Ooh, Hi, Matt. Hello. Who all say, how do we feel about Sam Allardyce 
being linked with the Everton job and making the sort of noises that suggests he will probably take the Everton job. It's not a surprise, is it, to me? I don't think it's a surprise. It's just a slight surprise to me, considering he's done nothing on the media recently except say how happy he is mm-hmm. that he's out of football management mm-hmm. and how he's got his life back and how he's turned down both Turkey and Scotland. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah, they're a big club with a lot of money, so obviously it would be tempting. Yeah, he may just do it to the end of the season. Yeah, it seems to be his thing. Although he did so many left Palace, he's sort of sick of being the firefighter. But yeah. it's another firefighting case in a way with them being well, down with it, us it, yeah, it depends how much money he gets offered to put the fire up basically doesn't it yeah so, well, speaking of money Palace will get £2 million compensation well no he won't get £2 million oh is that what it is yeah oh okay he doesn't get his bonus for keeping us up is that what it is? I thought, I thought it was that Palace were going to get £2 million. My understanding. Oh, well, well, either way. It's, well, it's, well, I suppose yeah. in a sense you are getting it. Uh, it depends on what the, the clause in the contract says. Yeah, which, of course, we're not privy to. So. Oh, OK. Yeah. Well, either way, Palace are sort of £2 million better off. Yeah, yeah I wouldn't be... If, if he goes. If he goes. I, mean, but, I wouldn't... I think it would be slightly unfortunate in terms of the attention on the game if he were to take the job and his first game was against, against us. Against us, which it might be. Yeah, it might be. I... I'd be very surprised if Everton give him that job, frankly. I'd, he's not. I don't think Everton fans would be that happy. But they're in a desperate been, situation. But they are, but... I, I think people need to be a little bit realistic about this. It's not November yet. It's, yeah. It is November. It it's is. November today. <laughs> it literally yeah. is. Damn it's, it! It's the first Damn you, November. calendar! <laughs> it's only just November. But, legal, uh, but it's, <laughs> it, it, legally, it's not. It's they, they have different calendars. Oh, oh, I, I, yeah, I yeah. work to the Julian yeah. calendar. Yeah. Is, it, is it the Julian calendar or the Gregorian Sorry. calendar? The Gregorian. We're yeah. in the Julian calendar now. I'm doing really well tonight. Um... It's the only calendar, November. What's the Julian calendar? There's oh, two different calendars. There's a different, yeah, in, yeah, yeah. Until in the middle of the 18th century, Europe were 11 days ahead of us. Okay. I find it remarkable so we went In many ways this, now, uh, they probably are. So I think 1757, we went from September the 1st to September the 12th. Okay. And there were riots when peasants demanded their 11 days back. Okay. Basically. It's history, but so you wouldn't know about it. <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> it's, so, only, it's only I'm, November. I'm trying to learn. It I'm asking it you didn't I happen, want to learn. It didn't happen in Amersham, so again, you wouldn't know about it. <laughs> Anyway, it's only November, just, yeah. <laughs> and um, Everton have far too much quality to be down in the relegation scrap. You're not talking Palace last season when Big Sam came in and we looked pretty, you know, gone even in mid-November because of the manner in which we were playing under Pardew. They're not playing very well. They've had a ridiculously difficult start in terms of fixtures that they've, they've played Everton, mm. and they've got a huge amount of quality in that squad. They just need to bring someone in who will weave them together in a slightly more coherent fashion and I would be incredibly surprised given the demands of their fans were they to bring in someone like uh, Sam Allardyce so I would expect them to go for someone like Nuno at uh, Wolves is it Nuno? I think it's named yeah. Nuno or um, uh, Silver someone like that you know, okay. so, someone who's perceived as being a tiny bit more glamorous I would, I would be pretty surprised if they went for Deitch frankly it's, well, not, it's not impossible, but it, it's it's being spoken about. To be but, honest, for everything that Sam did for us, I wouldn't be that unhappy that he, if he went to Everton. Because I don't. It's think a massive it, job, frankly. I, I don't think, think I'd be more yeah, I don't cool think, if he went to I don't know a Burnley or, or Leicester or, well, or Leicester. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I don't they're not a relegation rival, are they? You wouldn't have thought so in the end, but I don't think it's a good fit for him no. either. To be honest, I mean, he certainly wouldn't be able to bring Sammy Lee with him with all his Liverpool background. That's true. Uh, yeah, and also, I, I think so. I don't think the players. I mean, they've got top quality players so I don't think they'd be that impressed mm. but then yeah. we had top yeah, but quality I mean, yeah. players but when he where, came in whoever he ends up he, he ends up with our best wishes Absolutely. just as long as he loses every game he plays against us but <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> I would have thought to be honest I would have thought a national team would be far better suited to him if, if he's that unhappy with the pressures of football it would seem to, would seem to make sense to do take a job where you're not 
thinking well, about wants, it every day, basically. He says he wants the USA job as well. Yeah. Which would be more of a... Oh, wow. Played in the, he played in America, didn't he, when he was a, yeah. he was a player, so... Yeah. Okay. Um, we've had lots of questions about Wilf, as you can imagine. Oh, and Chris K. Hi, Chris. Hi, Chris. He says, does it make me a bad person slash fan that I am more upset at the prospect of Wilf leaving if we go down than of relegation itself? No. No. It's a very interesting... Very, very normal. Yeah. Very good way of putting it, actually, yeah. Yeah. Isn't that kind of one of the big things about going down? I think there's an element where some people who, who shall remain Kevin really love the idea of big players come to Southampton. So I can care less about that. But the, the main part is that you end up losing your good players. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I couldn't care less if we're playing Manchester United or, or Burton to a certain extent. Still Crystal Palace that you're watching. It's the fact that you, you're watching inferior version of Crystal yeah. Palace. Yeah. And your best, your best and favourite players do end up leaving. So yeah. no, I think that's entirely fair. How did I get dragged into that? Well, because you always go, oh, isn't it great seeing Ronaldo come to Selhurst Park? <laughs> oh, Rooney's well, coming. Oh, I've in... got my half and half. <laughs> when are we playing Real Madrid? I don't know. We're, we're, not sure. we're not in the Champions League. The thing yeah. is, and, and, yeah. and I, you, legally, you, you know that you're going to have to take that comment about the half and half scarf back. Well, no, because to be yeah. defamatory, you'd have to bring your reputation down in the right thinking members of society's well, eyes. And I don't think that you've got much of a reputation in right thinking members of society's eyes anyway, Kevin, I'm afraid. What if I smash you in the face with a nappy? <laughs> Been there, done that. In a way, not that I'm saying we will go down, because I agree with you, Kevin, that we will stay up. But if we did, that team that played at Bristol City last week is pr- pretty much the team you would see if we went down there. They did pretty well against the Championship side there, didn't they? <laughs> but that is a glimpse well, of the first future, half really. hour, First half hour, the, until, until the Premier League player and the other Premier League player, who's also an international, Hennessy decided to yeah. get very comical with the ball. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, if we go down, we have to start again. And we start again without Mamadou Sakho, without, without, most without of Zaha, players. without Kabai, without Tomkins, without Dan, without Speaking a lot of, of people. of Wilf. But it doesn't matter because we'll have Doogie Freeman as our manager. <laughs> Speaking of Wilf, you know, potentially going when he does, who or if he does, who knows. Um, Total Tech Soccer. Hi, Total. Hi, Total. Says, if Wilf continues his form, there will be strong interest in January. What's well, very early? Put price, question mark, 50, 60, 70 mil? He's not anywhere in January. I'd be surprised if he goes anywhere in China. It's, it's interesting though because there's always this thing about Tottenham. Uh, trans- Tottenham. Tottenham. Tra- transfer policy and the fact that you should give managers complete sway over whom is signed. And here's, but yeah, there you go. You're mm-hmm. welcome. And here's, here's a player who was brought back uh, pretty much at the behest of the chairman rather than the manager and has developed into a £60 million player. So mm-hmm. it just goes to show there isn't a right or a wrong way to conduct transfer mm-hmm. activity. There's either good transfer activity or there's bad transfer activity and you can achieve both through whatever means you try to go for it. I and suppose a, a, a really cynical club owner or club chairman might take a gamble that his price would go down if we were relegated. But I think it would be a very brave Roy Hodgson and a very brave Steve Parrish to get rid of Zahar in January unless we've already got no chance whatsoever of Let's put uh, yeah, basically, but I can't see. I don't think Wilf would want to to do that. It would damage I'd his reputation. I'd be astonished. So. I mean, it would lead to an eight-hour HOL podcast that Mister Parrish would have to come yeah. on. <laughs> the amount of people phoning in, absolutely. Yeah, incandescent. Honest, I can't see. Uh, it. And if we no. stay up, I don't think you'll move any, either. No, I don't because Wilf, be sort of, Wilf is obviously our best player, our talisman, but he yeah. also sort of means more to us than that. He's not just a player. He's he represents so much about what this club well, is good at yeah. and, and I think, what means you know, to this club. Also, the fact he went away and came back again, you know, and I think that is yeah. it's a big thing. He's you know he's. He's and also, so much a part of the club, as you say. Also, yeah. he's, he's grown as a human being as well. You see how he talks after games now and mm. yeah. how much responsibility he takes and how yeah. much the club mean to him. He's, 
Of course he's become a talisman. And, and what annoys me as each week goes by, the fact that he's not playing for England. Yeah. That's yeah. criminal. Well, in, yeah. w- and also in, remember it's Hodgson. I mean, so hard pointed out. It was it was Hodgson who Hodgson and Southgate who it was Hodgson. I guarantee that Hodgson's kicking himself yeah. about that. Yeah. Um, in that vein, Edward Ware. Hi Ed. Hi Ed. Says, Edward. Where? Says, could Wilf become our Matt Letizia? Could evidently play higher, underappreciated by others, or is it inevitable he will go? That's a really interesting comparison. No, it's not because he won't want for effort. Matt Letizio, frankly, was a very lazy, <laughs> brilliant and mercurial player, but very, very, <laughs> very lazy. That's fine, but that's not, that's not yeah. what the question well, is. Well, also, that's a fair Frank, point. Yeah, he was always, Frank, Leti- uh, Matt, Frank Letizio, Matt Frank. Letizio was always an outstanding player in a, quite a few mediocre yeah. Southampton teams. Is Wilf yeah, not, not the same? Oh, the money was different. Mm, I, I, I was think... I don't know if Southampton ever got relegated when Letizio was ill. I don't think they would have done, so that wasn't an issue, was it? So... I think I think Wilf will stay with Palace as long as we're in the Premier League. But I hope so. Yeah, you, yeah, really I think he will. I don't, unless he gets so good that the yeah. inevitable Real Madrid or PSG. Mm-hmm. But again, I suspect that other top after the Man United experience, I suspect other top six clubs were slightly wary of. Yeah, unless he continues it. to prove yeah. himself, which he is doing. Yeah. Could you see him going to somewhere like uh, as big as the very top Real Madrid, PSG? Not yet. Not not yet. I could point? see him going to Tottenham. Yeah, I couldn't. Oh, but. I sort of yeah. could. I feel like I could. No, I got pretty tight wage constraints there. And if I'm him, am I going to take a, a pay cut to go to Tottenham? Probably no, no, not. no, I'm not talking about Tottenham. I'm talking about Real PSG. PSG. Really? He's so, he, come on, he's the most talented player we've seen at Palace. Ever. Well, yeah, he's, 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 there's not, a he's chance so talented. He's, you know, he's, he's, he's only 24 still. You need to have a look down Real Madrid squad before you... I know, I know, I know. Are you his agent? No, okay. no. I, just, <laughs> I think he is underappreciated by a lot of people outside the club and I think he's he's absolutely brilliant. Oh, he's that, genuinely that, I top think, class. I think that's a really good point. He's definitely underappreciated by... Most Premier League fans, which yeah. is good, which is yeah. good it's for great. us. It's yeah. good for us, and, you know. and also most pundits, apart from the odd clever one in the broadsheets, who yeah. recognise what he brings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he does yeah. so much more than just take people on and and oh, tricks and stuff. He, he yeah, he's almost got everything now. Yeah, it's, everything it's, we said he never had. To me, he looks like since he's come back from injury, he looks like a better player. Mm. Yeah, physically stronger, physically fit. It clearly wants to take responsibility. I think working with Townsend really suits him as well. Yeah. And he's got end product, not just end product, timely end product with the the goal against Chelsea, the goal against West Ham. Slightly worrying on Saturday, especially in the first half. There was a couple of times when he stopped when he thought he should have had fouls. I mean, really early on in the first half, yeah, he remember, chased yeah. madly sort of around the centre circle and was, I think... <laughs> Sounds like Benny Hill. It was a little bit. I think, yeah, I think, yeah, I think yeah. in the end, either Dan or Kabai stepped in and pulled him away, but there's still that element. But you can't blame him for being frustrated because we see week in, week out... What yeah. yeah, most well, foul player last season. Absolutely, so. yeah. Good stuff. Okay, uh, next question is on another local Palace player from Elliot Bates. Hi, Elliot. Hi, Hi Elliot. Elliot. He says, how much credit does Roy deserve for taking the risk of dropping punching? Nobody would before him. And is it, I mean, I'll add on that. Has it been the right decision? What is it I'm always accused of saying when I'm playing for time? That's, an, in, Andy, that's an interesting question. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's an interesting that's question. Very interesting, interesting question. question. You know, punching has been a topic on this pod and, and another pod and years. another pub for a long time. Well, it's clearly, we've got, we've gone from no points with him to... Four, four points. points without him we're not missing but, it but equally we've lost lots of games where he's not been playing yeah. there seems to be this belief that there's a specific silver bullet that if you do it it'll make the team instantly like, win like and, and frankly there are like you and Hennessy you mean <laughs> oh, is, is, is Hennessy in the team anymore no no, oh, no, not, 
that's, that's an interesting so there point, is a specific it? silver bullet in no, well, it's a massive silver bullet. Um, I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> well, no, I think it was probably apparent for a little while that he was on on the wane and wasn't the player that he was when he was sort of 27, 28, and that there were better central midfielders. But the idea that just dropping him was all that was needed, I think, was always a fallacy. But it still takes a strong manager to drop the captain. Well, I don't see. I think there's this kind of implication there that he was undroppable because of the fans. And I don't. I think he was kept in the team by successive managers because they thought there was something there for him yeah. to give. I don't think... I, yeah, we're quite realistic. We're watching the same game the manager is. I don't think the manager would go, especially Allardyce, I'm not, I can't afford to drop him. The fans would be furious because we, we weren't... When, when Hodgson did drop him, we're just like, oh, thank... Mm. That, that, that time had to happen. Mm-hmm. The fact is that... Again, he's one of those players. Whenever he retires or leaves or whatever he does, he'll still he'll be a Palace Legend. icon yeah. for a lot of yeah. us. But yeah. the fact is, in the last few months, he did tend to slow the game down. He did tend to look backwards rather than forwards. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to this. what we're saying yeah. about having different systems for different games, and in course, some yeah. systems, yeah. punch doesn't yeah, yeah. quite fit into it. Yeah, well, and, it's, not, it's, and it is good that he's there. It's good that he's yeah. on the bench, and I'm sure he's a, a good influence in the dressing room and all that sort of nonsense. So you know, it's, it's good that he's around. But I don't think anybody will be annoyed with Hodgson for dropping him. Yeah. Well, the question is, does, does Roy get credit for it? Well, it was his decision. So yes, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Simple answer. Yeah, yeah. yeah but um, unfortunately, Punch is one of a group of players who, if we want to take ourselves seriously as a Premier League club, and we've been saying this since September 2013. There are some players who shouldn't, you know, punch is a squad player at most, and then next season he shouldn't be a squad player if we want. It, yeah, there's no point denying he's one of those squad players that is the issue. Mm-hmm. He's well, not. He's we not. Got, well, um, yeah. When he first joined in 2013, we did get the best out of him, yeah. didn't we? He played his part. He has been a fantastic footballer for yeah, Crystal Palace. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Uh, I think sometimes people f- f- really struggle to separate the idea of what someone's done over the body of their work at a club and what they're like now. Yeah. Yeah. So when I said that I thought he was one of our best ever players, that was based upon his impact in that first yeah. three and a bit seasons, mm. not based on where I think he is now, because funnily enough, players get older and become less effective. Yeah. Who knew? Yeah. Well, yeah. As Jed- yeah, as, <laughs> as, yeah, for two seasons, Jedinette was our outstanding player, yeah. but I wouldn't want him back. And again, was incredibly yeah. influential and did yeah. a brilliant job. And yeah. by, by the time he was sold, you kind of say, well, you, you needed to replace the, the character, but the player... In terms of his impact on matches, wasn't what he was because again, players get older and become less effective. Who Mm -hmm. knew? Yeah, weird. Like lawyers. (laughs) No, we we become more facetious (laughs) as we get older. Next question is: is Half still and on, half scarf. I mean. On the subject of Sue me. Roy, well, what was the half and half scarf thing? <laughs> he accused me of having a half and half scarf. Wow! Yeah. Really? Wow! Yeah. Which Joe's, half paisley, half paisley. Yeah, it's just an indication of how much notice you take when people are talking on the pod. <laughs> anyway, let's go tonight. Think, by the way, I think he was Jenny. Snapchatting at the time. <laughs> Uh, it was about 10 minutes ago I know I, I didn't really I wasn't listening I wasn't listening um, next question is from Adam Sinsky hi Adam hi Adam who says where would we be if we'd had Roy from the start of the season about 4 or 5 points better yeah. off yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah I think so you believe that I do I think so yeah I, I think do. anyone would have struggled against Huddersfield in that first game um, and, and they've shown that they've got that slight momentum that a newly promoted team with a huge amount of enthusiasm can sometimes have in some of their other matches, not all of them, but some of them. But I think some of the other results, I mean, I don't think we would have been quite as callously naive as we were in the first half of the Swansea match. Mm -hmm. Um, I think he, 
we we've started to make fewer ridiculous mistakes in our own final third. So you would hope that they'd be switched well, on enough that the liquor on. Well, that was on the halfway line. Yeah, about five yards into our half. But then. <laughs> So I think it's. it's so is that the uh, defen- but they have been cut. So the defensive third. Yeah. 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 Well, it's, it's still a ludicrous error in a. a, a well, it's an error. It's not in our defensive yeah. third, is it? No, it's not. Boys. No. Pedantically, no, it's not. <laughs> no. Are those errors? They, so they well, have was, been cut out. So the, the Luca error against Liverpool, which is right on the edge of his own box, you'd hope that now a bit more switched on. Can say define edge. Can you stop? Just <laughs> being a lawyer. Back to him. I quite enjoyed that. Barely under one lawyer. The it's, you, you, I mean, again, it's an interesting question, but I would like to point out that if Hodgson had become our manager in the summer, we'd have had to do a four-hour special with people complaining yeah, about yeah, the lack yeah. of ambition. Yeah. And you might as well say, where would we be if Marco Silva had become our manager or if Pellegrino had become yeah. our manager or if Sean Dyche had become our manager? Probably arguably better off, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's nothing to say that we don't know that if Frank had stayed on after that Burnley game, that things might have clicked. Uh, exactly. Seeing as how exactly. well in that game, yeah. we might... Yeah. Well, we wouldn't have had Julian Speroni come back, so that would have been one downfall. True. Well, we don't know. You don't know. Frank, don't know. Frank De Boer may have left a banana skin in the canteen and yeah. Hennessy could have gone over that for all exactly. you know. Yeah. So... And then you could a have dog, yeah. De Boer could have, <laughs> De Boer could have <laughs> brought his dog in, and that accidentally left a you know. And yeah, then these things happen. These things could happen. Yeah, we never, Anything we don't can happen. Know. Speaking of injury, uh, a question from Luke Tyrrell. Hi, Luke. Hi. He says, "Is Van Arnholt's injury timely to give us a chance to look at Schlupp at left back properly? What was what, was he about to be dropped anyway? Van Arnholt's certainly mm. been through a tricky few yeah, weeks. He has, yeah, yeah, Bristol yeah. City away. Yeah. Well, yeah. I thought it was interesting. There's a lot of people moaning about that he didn't. We well, didn't put Schlupp at left back, did he? When he put Fossey Mensah yeah. there and Wardy yeah. at right back and yeah. then switched it later switched on, yeah. later on the game because yeah. the, the obvious thing would have been to put Schlupp yeah. there and Fossey Mensah further yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I think again Van Arnold has yeah, Wardy's probably breathing a sigh of relief because the eye of Sauron has moved on to yeah. to Van Arnold at the moment quite rightly really I mean, I he's not been very good is he no, no, see, but right. I don't I think Schlupp, I've quite liked Schlupp in that sort of position the advanced defensive midfield well he's it's been getting <coughs> forward quite a lot he he's seems, it's always a free role he seems yeah. a lot more effective when he's going forward than he is a yeah. lot of times defensively he's a bit error a lot of energy a lot of well I mean I would argue Andy that that is a very good uh, description of all three of our left backs we've got three Soiree uh, Van Arnhout and Schlapp three defenders that can't really defend isn't that the complaint that people levy against most fullbacks these days yeah, yeah. it says yeah They've, maybe, yeah, maybe. A lot more interesting running down the wing and getting crossed. But then we've got a manager who plays, you know, likes to play an older sort of system where mm. fullbacks maybe don't get forward as much. So you actually need fullbacks who actually can yeah. defend. I'd be surprised if all three of those left backs are still here at the end of the yeah. January transfer window. I, I think yeah. it's just been demonstrated that Schlupp, well, he's done okay actually in a more central role in, in the field of, of recent weeks, but he can't play the completely wide role. He was, he was absolutely terrible at Manchester City, and I know a few of them were, but he was pretty poor. And between them none of them look like a complete out and out left back mm-hmm. so keeping all three I think would be surprising mm-hmm. Wardy probably suits Hodgson more because Hodgson like yeah. you say he won't want his fullbacks to go yeah, too yeah, far true. across the halfway yeah. line so it, it is peak Palace as well to, yeah. to end up with three left backs and end up playing a right back there instead yeah. so I quite, <laughs> I quite like that can I offer you another suggestion this is who my dad thinks should play left back at Palace Ward suddenly I'm interested and that's Gyro uh, Riederwald yeah ah. played there before and yeah. and, and Quicker, better on the ball. Yeah, that's stronger. true. Could be an op- could be an option there. Get him on the pod. I've <laughs> Gyro. No, you're, you know the, your dad. 
I still think he's more of an option as a defensive midfielder rather than as a left back, but he's definitely he's probably as good at left back as the other three are because the other three aren't brilliant. So yeah. <laughs> fair point. Um but isn't, isn't it ironic that the one of the one positions where we've got a lot of different yeah. choices, none of them are really good enough? Yeah. <laughs> it's very panicked. Yeah. Yeah. Typical hey, panic. Typical panic. Uh, Peter Windsor. Hi, Peter. Hi, Peter. Says, is Sacco, uh, as in Bakery, um, a good Campbell replacement? As no. Wickham is due oh. back, do we need a striker or should we get other attacking options? We need a striker. In? Absolutely need a striker. We need a striker. But Sacco's, you know, he's, he's, filled, he's, he's, he's filled in, but he's not. He's not. A, he's not. A, he's not an I mean, I, I find it surprising that, that anyone could get to the end of the run of games that we've had of late and go. Well, the one thing we don't need is a striker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah, fair enough. He's not a Premier League striker. No, he's not. Sacco, he caused, but, caused a bit of a nuisance in the last half an hour yeah, against yeah, yeah. against West Ham. But frankly, he's he drifts out wide all the time, and it's it's too predictable, and it means that in the matches where you do need a physical presence down the middle, you can't rely upon him to basically provide a form of aerial or batting ram on the floor through the middle and I think you know he's, he's done okay of late he's not done as bad he looks a bit leaner actually than mm-hmm. he did last season um, but he, he's he's not good enough to play I don't think even as a backup as a striker in the Premier League unfortunately he's a good impact sub as a winger out and out winger Agreed. which was which was showed on Saturday yeah, yeah. If, if we had to have a standing centre forward I'd rather it's Loftus Cheek than Saka to be honest but he yeah. did make a difference when he came on he Saturday did. he did I mean he, he did make a difference yeah, he played so, a role now. Yeah, he, yeah. he played a role and he played it quite effectively but I'm I'm, I'm, I'm with Andy I think you know we do, and we, we do definitely need a striker it's pretty obvious isn't it Okay, final few questions. This one's from Mark B. Hi, Mark. Hi, Mark B. He says, given that the players have acknowledged the value of the fan support at Selhurst, is it time to dismiss any negativity and ramp up the volume at every home game? Yes. Yeah. No, 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 actually. <laughs> no. Can we just be quiet every game, please? Next question. Don't Again, be we've facetious. Talked, we've talked about this before. It comes, from the, it comes from the players. Be, the yes. atmosphere against Chelsea came from the fact that Julian and, and Wilf were back but also from the fact that for the first five minutes we were really on the front foot and we went for it that's where it comes from There's, the atmosphere was flat in the first good half good to see Julian back isn't it it is Yeah, yeah. It is, yeah. but the atmosphere it in the is. first half on Saturday was really flat mm-hmm. and the second half it ramped up because the players ramped it up so I don't I don't think for a second that the players will play better because the atmosphere is good from the start but the atmosphere will follow the players and then that becomes a virtuous circle yeah. right okay but you, that's what will dispel negativity is the attitude of the players you don't necessarily have to win games you just want to see them yeah. which they have been doing yeah absolutely yeah, of course that's why the atmosphere is so great and the atmosphere at the end of the last two home games has been fantastic been like, like the old days yeah, yeah. absolutely Okay, so uh, it is obviously November 1st, obviously, which is news to Andy, uh, which means yesterday was Halloween. So Depends we're... which calendar you're using. Yeah. Oh, God. So we've <laughs> oh. got a couple of Halloween-themed questions. Oh, interesting. Ooh. Scary. First one is from Stephen Martin. Hi, Stephen. Hi, Stephen. Hi, Stephen. He says, if Palace was to dress up for Halloween, what mm. should the club go as? Oh. Ooh. Well, you'd knock on somebody's door with Speroni and Hennessy, wouldn't you? Go trick or treat. What would the club dress us? The club, what would they dress us? Well, they're very confusing at the moment, probably the Riddler. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. Because yeah. there's a bit, lot of question marks. First seven games, they could have just been ghosts, couldn't they? Oh. No. Mm. Yeah, maybe. Mm. Frank de Gaulle. Oh, very oh. good. Oh. Nice. Thanks. Um, a zombie eagle. Yeah. 
What, you mean the first Kayla before yeah. she got killed? <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> the way Pete and Alice looked at the end of the 26-mile march. <laughs> that was a zombie eagle. Well, Ender seems to have brought some kind of scary face mask with him, forgetting that there was a baby in the house. I thought I'd... Uh, I, I went to a Halloween party last night yeah. in a, a church in Stoughton Newington, and um, I oh, went as Mr... So I know, fantastic. I went so short it's that, Mr. Cocktails Mr. and jam jars? Uh, yes, um, <laughs> and I went as Mister No Face. Okay, so I will be wearing No Face when we have our photo. end of um, pod photo later on, so we can see mm. what I look like. Can't wait. And the final question is from Panda Arms One Hundred One. Hi Panda. Hi. 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 He says, "What do the panel prefer, Halloween or bonfire night?" And then caveat question: What did the panel dress up for as Halloween? We know what James did. And on a Halloween thread, what's the most horrifying moment you've seen at a live Palace game? <laughs> oh, there's too many. Yeah. Yeah. Peter Beardsley. <laughs> oh, uh, Peter. I, horrifying what? moment. Oh, well, I was there when Ian Evans got had his leg broken by George Bet, which was horrible. I mean, that was proper. Could you hear it? Yeah, you could. That was horrible. Oh, but I also think losing 5 0 to Wimbledon was not great. Not great. Yeah, don't we don't do no. I was, went to a very strict Catholic school. Was taught that November the fifth was a government conspiracy against I, the one I, true faith. So I don't still prefer, don't do November the fifth now. Basically, I prefer bonfire night to Halloween because um, I don't know, just burn the evidence. Because I was a kid and that's what we did. Yeah. When I was a kid, there was not Halloween. Didn't really exist. No, we didn't have it, did we? No, when we were kids. Oh, uh, yeah. Really? No, it, was, it, was no, just, no, no, it never really existed back yeah. in the seventies. Oh, you, 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 I, I have a theory yeah, about trick or treating where he's from. I have, I have a theory, <laughs> have a theory about Halloween. Halloween. I've got a theory about Halloween. Why Halloween is so popular? Yeah, E.T. Oh, the okay. film E.T., which came out in the early eighties. There's a scene in it where it's all Halloween. I remember watching that film, thinking, yeah. "Why are they all dressed up?" And realised it's Halloween. We knew what Halloween was, but it wasn't a big thing. Yeah, and realising that in America, they do it. They just all dress up, not necessarily as ghouls, but you can dress up as a anything yeah and that's i think ever since then halloween just got bigger and bigger and they'll see you mean that's well, over here over here yeah. over here it that's, came from the big german the population in america didn't it mm. they brought it yeah. from germany to america yeah. obviously okay but you didn't somebody obviously I, I, even now i get somebody said to happy halloween to me the other day what are you talking about ha- well yeah you can say that can't you well you can but not exactly. to me <laughs> it's like accusing me of having a half and half scarf <laughs> it's just bizarre. Happy so the, the supermarkets and it certainly weren't full of Halloween. No, no, not stuff. Exactly. Just, again, yeah. just you know, an Americanization of yeah. well, it's a, just, it's a just, festive just, thing. Not festive, I wouldn't say Americanization. Yeah. I just say and having, it's just commercialization. Having said that, I don't tell, think you can blame America. Tell the boys and girls listening to this podcast what you said to me when you came in when you saw the big bowl of sweets from last I said can I have a sweet please no you didn't so can I have some candy yeah. I heard you hey, can I have some candy I, I want said. candy sickened me I, I want I candy um, <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar <laughs> right anyway uh, that's the questions done <laughs> good uh, question for this week um, thanks for sending them in after the break, we're going to preview Whoa. Palace's trip to Whoa. Tottenham on Sunday. We're talking of Halloween. Rah, rah, rah. <laughs> so, join us in a bit. Tottenham, Tottenham. Welcome back to the Five Man Podcast. Hooray! Jeez. We're all here. Have we ascertained what number it is yet? I, I think it is going to be 2.30. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah. Sponsored by Vector Printing for your printing body needs, go to vector.co.uk. It's Vector with Okay. And JCIS, the global research and brand consultancy from South London. Visit jc-is.com. I will then. I will you do will. that. Yeah, you will, yeah. yeah? I will, yeah. I'll do it after the pod. Good. Um, Spurs at the weekend on Sunday at Wembley. 
Uh, we had a few questions, and the first one is from Peter Sandsbury. Hi, mm-hmm. Peter. He says, with Spurs playing at Wembley, it's not their home, and yet it's a big day out for all visitors. So who does it benefit most, them or us? I think it benefits the visitors. Yeah. yeah. <coughs> but then again, it's Wembley as a stadium is quite sort of... Um, it's quite awe-inspiring for some players, maybe, who've never yeah. played there. And for us, we've got a half-decent record there. I know last yeah. game we won't talk about, but before that... Yeah. You know, we do okay at Wembley. Yeah, good. Tottenham fans are absolutely hating it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. But uh, I think the Liverpool game was probably the first time they really clicked into gear there. They've struggled I mean, against Burnley and against yeah, Bournemouth. Yeah, they did, yeah. So I, you shouldn't go they're to a that They're a good much. team. Yeah, of course, they're a really good they're team. They're a really good team. You, hopefully, Real Madrid will take it out of them a little bit tonight in terms of yeah. fitness and tiredness. But, you know, of course, they're a good team. But is it, they, is do it, tend, they do seem to struggle a little bit. I mean, Liverpool made the mistake of trying to go head toe-to-toe with them. Yeah. Which we obviously won't no, do. They do seem to struggle to break down teams that sit yeah. deep. And Is there something about sort of going to Wembley that would also sort of... Just, just the mere... Of course, psychology it, of being at Wembley yes. makes an away team or a smaller team like Palace maybe just play a bit more regardless of playing no, Spurs not so much us though because we've, we've been at Wembley for we a few times been, recently yeah, I think, yeah. it, it's an absolute occasion isn't it it, it, is. it is yeah but, but I think more so for Burnley fans Bournemouth fans you know Brighton fans for whom you know, that's probably the only time they're going to get anywhere near Wembley it's like, <laughs> no. it does lift them and a lot of the players I think teams like Bournemouth their players probably think they might not play at Wembley again yeah. so yeah. I think they're going a lot of them are treating it not as a league game are they? I think they're probably managers are telling them to play as a almost as, as a cup final yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, my question is is it a good idea to meet at half eight in the Weatherspoons of Victoria <laughs> well I did, when you told me this, I didn't know it was an early kickoff, so I yeah. did think that was a, a bit bold but it bit is early considering you thought it was a four o'clock kickoff. Yeah. <laughs> it is 12 isn't it I think it's 12 o'clock kickoff. 12 o'clock, yeah. 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 so you're probably, you're probably okay you'll be alright half be eight right. yeah which is quite early though yeah. Do Do you your first coffee so in a way <laughs> it sort of plays into the hands of Palace and we've said this before we seem to play better on the counter better away from home it's sort of that sort of classic sort of Palace approach on Sunday really yeah, isn't it yeah it is yeah yeah. The old school sit and, and counter kind of thing is the only way for us to play this kind of game. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, without a doubt. I don't think there's, if we try and go try and match them, then yeah, we'll get torn apart. Yeah, basically. Yeah. 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 But trying to think, our away record at Tottenham is pretty. Long... We won in the cup, didn't we? Yes, last we did. Oh, that's true. Yeah. 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 But yeah. otherwise, true. it's not It's not amazing. But then again, it's a different, it's it's a, a different yes, stadium. It is. We're not a while yeah. in, it's Wembley. You know, I, I, I do think the Wembley fact you can't take that away will affect the players you know, yeah. they'll they'll want to perform it's it's on the telly yeah. all these things you know it's just and it, it is a big day you're playing one of the best four clubs in the country maybe yeah i'd say and Argu- you're playing well, uh, well arguably yeah. away from home top two arguably yeah yeah but yeah i just I, I think you know there'll be the players will rise will definitely rise the occasion yeah. and it is whatever you say it is more than just playing tottenham away because yeah. Yeah. you're at wembley so i think it's i think that can only play into our hands and also, can we take, I guess, uh, comfort or uh, encouragement from the fact that our London derby record from the last three weeks yeah. is, is, yeah. is definitely exactly. improving? Yeah. Yes. Something that wasn't that good before. Yeah. And also, the other thing as well is that they're, I mean, they've got a feisty sort of midfield, but their defenders aren't that physical. Mm. So I don't think Wilf's going to get the, the sort of... Kicking. Target, well, kicking, yeah, for all yeah, of them. Yeah, he's not going to get the kicking that he would... Mm-hmm. Arguably, get from other teams, so and also and a bit of space, a slightly bigger pitch, a bit of space. And to the play. prospect of Kabai yeah. versus Deli Ali that's mm. pretty tasty. Well, that could be it? quite feisty, couldn't it? In the Ali, middle, Ali gave him a little kick, didn't he? I think he's everybody a kick, doesn't he? He just yeah. kicks players, that's what he does. Um, mind you, Kabai 
Yeah, because it was pretty much just the same thing. That 108 in Newcastle was no yeah, injury, is it? Yeah. Should it be off, really? Um, Panda Arms 101. Again, hi, Panda. Another question. Hi. I said, would you take three points from Spurs slash Everton slash Stoke if it meant spanking Brighton? Oh, but I, I should have read this before. Or nine points from those three games and Brighton spanking us. <laughs> I mean, oh, it's, <laughs> can we not do both? Can we have yeah, can we nine points and then spank yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's you know that's a that's a rock and roll. I think you'd, you'd always take. I mean, we'll, obviously we'll preview the Brighton game in a couple of weeks, but you'll always take being Brighton when you whatever. If we were mid-table, there's definitely only one answer to that question. But I, I don't I don't care enough about it. staying up is the priority basically mm-hmm. so to be honest I'd rather take the nine points right because I yeah, the idea of being consoled by beating Brighton twice and then having to watch them in the Premier League next season is a true. small consolation very so, true but, but it is said, Brighton yeah it is of course I want them to, to you know, especially at their place it's a smug yeah. little but yeah <laughs> it'd be amazing wouldn't yeah. it Luckily, um, luckily, it doesn't work the way Panda works. Thank God we don't have to make those decisions <laughs> everywhere. I would take 2 0 today if we have if four. We beat, yeah, 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 and have a meat pint half time yeah. off Sunday. Yeah. And then, uh... um, well, looking a bit further forward, then, David Fraser. Hi, David. Hi, David. Hi, David. Hi, David. Has said, how many women realistically need before Christmas to stand a chance of staying up? I don't think you should be talking about before or after Christmas. I think the chances are we could still be bottom at Christmas or bottom three. I think. I just we think get, we just have to keep in touch, don't we? We've got yeah. We got four points out of our last three games, mm-hmm. and if we keep doing that, we'll stay up. Yeah, uh, yeah, true. Especially with the run coming up, that is. Yeah, is but four points winnable. out. Of, that'll get, I worked out the other day. That we'll end up with forty-one points if we keep that. Four. four we get from, four points four out of, for, for the rest of the season. If we get three. four points out of three games, we'll stay up. I mean, that's, that sounds like the sort of average that a team like us should be aiming for. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But I don't... I, I, as, as we said right at the start, I don't think we're going to be 12th magically at Christmas. No. no. Think, you know, although, but, having said that, it only takes two or three wins to, to get us off the bottom. I mean, that's the first thing, get off the bottom and then get out yeah. the bottom three and then let's see what happens yeah. from yeah. there, basically. But it, it could well be March or April before those things happen. But yeah. the important thing is that we are, as Endicott said, we're still close enough at Christmas. For them I think to that's the thing. You just, I that's mean, that's really why that that point was so important to yeah. the weekend. I mean, you know, apart from the euphoria of getting that goal in the last minute, it was it was that point. It, it made such a difference, mm. just in terms of looking at the table. But even now, you know, we we we're not adrift yet, but we're in danger yeah. of. Well, this is the thing. This. Like you want to, you know, we need to, we need to be obviously in double points by yeah. then. You know, we yeah. obviously need to be getting more wins you just you don't want to be still chasing by then you but want to be more in the mix but we do yeah. still have most of the clubs that are above us immediately above us we've still got to play twice yeah yeah that's true yeah. basically which is a, another but that's uh, the thing about before Christmas I think because of this run that we've got coming up against Stoke and Everton and Bournemouth and that lot are such winnable games that we yeah. have to get to Christmas and make sure that we have yeah. one. If we don't, then that's a lot of those yeah. teams, I those teams that are gone. I think there are probably only f- four or five teams in this division. That we, well, and the fact that there's no teams that we can't beat, probably Man City. Yeah. But I think there's only four or five teams in this division that you'd say we probably wouldn't be expected to beat. And we've already played most of them. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. 
there's still some hurt. I mean, it's like, again, if you're a Leicester fan or an Everton fan, you'd be going, this team, have, they've lost their first seven games without scoring mm. and they're still in touch. Well, especially with the money that Everton has spent as well. Absolutely, we haven't been anywhere, yeah. anywhere near yeah. that. Yeah. And, and what we want, ideally, is that Unsworth is still in charge of Everton when they play us. Yeah. And that's the game that decides he's not getting the job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Although it would be very palace, wouldn't it? Yeah. And I, don't, and I, I think Puel, you know, he's got a good record and he's very experienced, but Southampton fans couldn't wait to see the back of him because they could barely score a goal at, yeah. in his last 12 games. Yeah. They became so negative. So I don't think that's a, a managerial appointment we need mm. to be scared you, of. You always never, we're always all so concentrated on our own teams, understandably, yeah, but you, course, you yeah. never realise what, what was going on at other clubs no, that's and, a good point. and what things are unfolding yeah. there yeah. and what frustrations other people people have. Yeah. You might feel like you're cut adrift from everyone, but actually yeah. you realise there's a lot of similar yeah. problems There's going a lot of similar problems with the clubs. Yeah. You know? I think yeah. you'd look at someone like Everton and say they've got a much, um, and Leicester as well, they've got a stronger squad than we yeah. have. Yeah, yeah. definitely. But I don't think you'd say that about Stoke or Watford necessarily. No, or, Bournemouth. Yeah, Bournemouth. West Ham. Uh, West Ham. No. Okay. No. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that point, like you said, against West Ham, it, psychologically, it's such a big yeah. boost. Oh, it's it? Right, it, it makes us now feel way more like, oh, okay, we, I think we, if we'd lost that game, we'd be feeling like, wow, we chucked so much at that team in and it, we still lost. Yeah, if it, we'd gone eight points behind them, that would have been... In a weird yeah, way, it was... I'm not going to say it was better than beating Chelsea, but in a, that point... The, it just seems because it was so deserved. It was so deserved. Mm. And it just seems so much. I mean, I know the win against Chelsea was also deserved, but it just seems so much more because of what it was and the timing of it. And it just and we weren't. We were like looking. We were looking over, weren't we? Going, oh my god, here we go. There's going to be another one. Yeah, it's going to be another one. Yeah, is a look ever going to mm. go for us? You know. Yeah, and, and, because, it, and, yeah, it, and it also and wasn't luck as well. No, no, that got the goal. No, it was pure determination, which is absolutely. Yeah, well, that's a really good point because a we kept trying to score. Yes. Even in that, in that yeah. moment, yeah. but B, Julian didn't just punt it out. Julian, yeah, yeah rolled it out. It was a really, yeah. good, really intelligent pass. It's actually a really good football move. Yeah, albeit against a poor defensive team. And then Wilf's determination was, yeah. yeah. And we had the perfect where we sit. We had the perfect view, so we could just see that the city yeah. beating him. And because yeah. Hart sort of wasn't brilliant for that moment, He's he was not for the rest. Down at his left, isn't no, he? No, not traditionally. No. 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 Not, not down there. He did have a good game though. Well, I didn't realise that one from Tompkins was, was a save when he hit the yeah, yeah, hit the bar. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Amazing. But how he kept that corner one out in the second, first half, the second save, yeah. he knew nothing about that. Just hit him. Yeah. 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 But it's, it, it, I feel like back in the day, Palace would have definitely lost that game. Oh, we, yeah. We can't get to come up against a keeper like that and we're just like, well, it's not our day. Yeah. But we, they proved that they can make it their day. Yeah. Yes. Back yeah. in the day, Antonio would have put the ball in and Andy Carroll would have headed yeah, in for 3-1 three, one. Three, one, exactly, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> back in the day exactly, exactly. and we so, would have all said we saw that coming yeah, yeah basically. Exactly. <laughs> so it may, I feel like it makes me feel like this, def, this team can drag themselves out there's definitely something in them yes. we're always oh, trying yeah, to find it yeah. yeah good okay well I think that's a positive point to end the point point thanks for joining me lads that's alright as ever uh, thanks for listening listeners uh, keep sending your questions in sorry we couldn't answer them all but please keep sending them in for next week uh, the extra pod will be with you after Sunday's game and then we'll be back next week with the usual length pod um, so that's it thanks very Bye. much for listening bye bye, bye. 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 
time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at penfed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Sports Social Podcast Network.